<laughs> but that's not as fun. Right. <laughs> All right. I think we'll get started. Let's just dive into it. Everybody and welcome to episode 40 of the Trail Talk Show. 40 episodes, kind of crazy to believe I've made it this far. 40 episodes of all of you supportive listeners listening to me babble for 45 minutes to an hour at a time. This is the podcast where we talk off-road, desert racing, rides, gear, and more. And if you're a first-time listener, thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button so you get notified. New episodes twice a month, every other week. This week, a little bit different episode, super, super stoked to do it, to have David Cassell stoked to sh- shred racing on the show. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. So David races in the Valley Off-Road Racing Association, Vora. I've talked about it a ton on the show. Um, future episode, going to leak a little preview here. I do have BJ and Laura from Vora coming up in an episode in December, but we'll save that for another day. But David in his first year racing Vora, second in points for the Sportsman UTV. Talk about that. Let's talk about what it took to finish second in points and talk about your first year in Vora. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did end up in second, which is amazing. We, we had a good time. And I say we, and, and that's because uh, I raced with my better half. Um, Taryn um, is my co-driver. I don't have a buddy racing with me. I don't have a random dude racing with me. I have the better half of my life racing next to me, which is also is one scary, but two, you know, it could be stressful at times because we on the whole relationships go, but we had a blast. I mean, we, we looked forward to every single round of Bora. Um, we didn't race any of the short course stuff, unfortunately, but all the desert stuff, we, we just had a blast. Bora, I mean, Bora, I mean, it's Laura and BJ, they put on a great, great events, Yarrington races and all that stuff. And, and we just had a good time. We, we treated this year being our first year together racing. Um, we kind of just treated it as a good time. Like, Hey, this is, a Sunday drive for us and, and us cruising around the, the hills of Nevada. You know what I mean? But yet we're hauling ass and we're not going to get in trouble for it. You know what I mean? So we, we had, we had a big blast. We had a good time. That's awesome. And and just the fact, like you said, you get to do it with your better half is, is even better. I mean, that just makes it all the more fun. And we talked a little bit about it in the pre-show about the, you know, the separation between the competitiveness of racing and, and the keeping the relationship side of it. Talk about that. What is it like waking up in the morning and getting in the car with that same person? And, you know, you know, obviously it's your better half. So you're with them all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I, I definitely, I know how she is by reading her face, reading her mood, reading her, reading her actions. So I know how she's going to react to certain things. And, and, if she's feeling a certain way and that's, that's the beauty of it, honestly, is if she's feeling, let's say, cause everybody gets those race, race day jitters. It's just, some people puke, some people, I mean, they, they I don't even know if I can say this, but they shit themselves. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> they, they have those morning porta potties before they start to lie, you know, all these things that really make a huge, crazy thing. And um, I, I, half the time I have to like talk her into, I mean, everybody gets jitters. I get jitters too. And oh, being able sure. to read those and kind of like and work with her, like on how things go, it really, it really does kind of help, I guess you could say. <laughs> unless, so, unless I do something that I shouldn't have done. And then that's when I get yelled at when we get back to the, the pit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, so you brought it up. I got to ask, do you shit yourself before the race? I don't. I don't shit myself. <laughs> Actually, it's completely opposite. I get like, I get race day, like, uh, like I don't even know. Like, I, I get blogged up. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm just so nervous. I can't poop. There you this go. It's terrible. 
I'm, I get like really, really high strung for like, as soon as you wake up race morning, I'm like a thousand miles an hour brain won't shut off. But as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I put the helmet on and get in the car, it's like meditation. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what we, what we usually do is we usually, is, so obviously we have comms and I can listen to her. She kind of talks to herself, goes through it. Like, Hey, you got this, you know, all these whole things where she's actually completely talking to herself and, and, I'm, and I'm feeding off because I'm listening, but then it also kind of makes me almost question myself. Like I'm kind of nervous now. Like, okay, what, why is she so nervous? Please, you know, do a good job. But we talked about it. And the last race, which was honestly, I have to say our, our, our favorite race and our best race, we finally got in our groove. We started with music and we never, I never ride with music because I always like to listen to the car, making sure that I'm listening to any kind of vibrations, whatever it is. And so we're like, you know what? It's our last race. Let's have a good time. Let's just chalk it up as a, a good time. End our season right. And we started with music. She was super calm. And, you know, I helped calm my nerves a little bit. And that was kind of like one of those things where we're like, yeah, let's just have fun. And it was crazy as we were like having a good time. Right as we leave a line, our music just shuts off. And I was like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, did you, like, that was at a Yearington, wasn't it? Was your last race? Yeah, the Yearington two race. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did yeah. you, so, did you, I don't know who it was. I still don't know who it was. Did you get a chance to see the guys who were ripping around? They had a like, two-seater razor xp ripping around and they they were the whole race cranked i mean you could hear them coming oh yeah that's one of my buddies <laughs> <laughs> he raced so that was his very first race and and uh oh my god so that was his he just like screw it he, he's, he's an awesome dude i'm actually probably gonna see him this weekend at sand mountain more than likely so um <laughs> yeah he was listening to like metal because we were at our pit afterwards since we're sportsmen, the pros had one more lap past us the last race. So I was sitting there and we watched him come through and he's just blasting metal the whole time, like having a good, and that's just his mentality. He's just like, I'm just going to have a good time. He oh, wasn't was in it for the points. He wasn't in it to like make a name for himself. He's like, you know what? He literally built that car. I think like a week or two before it actually happened that race. And he was like, I'm entering it. Screw it. And I'm going to race pro. <laughs> so. i didn't i didn't get in the car in yearington until the second half because the, like you said the pros ran four laps and uh like they'd come through pit just jamming and i'm like i want to get in that car like that yeah. looks like a good time <laughs> yeah, he's, no. he's he's honestly such a good dude such a good like even like i mean i rode with them um, I actually met him at the first Garrington race because he's he's friends with one of my buddies, and like they work they work together whatever it is. And he came and he had just bought his Turbo S, so he had just bought his Turbo S. He was super psyched on it. He ran the poker run with us, and so he ran the poker run. He was just like, "Oh my god, this is such a blast!" And then next thing you know, two races later, he comes with a full race car. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to have a good time and I'm going to do what I do. And I think he ended up in like, I think like third, third or fourth or something like that for his first race, just having a good time. That's awesome. That, you know, that's, and you know, that, you know, the racing side of it, you know, we, we talk, you know, it can be stressful, but on the other side of it, you know, you talk about it, you do it with Taryn. And you guys have a blast and that, you know, and the people that aren't involved or have never raced don't understand that even though we're competitors, it's all one big ass family. It totally is. Like, honestly, I have no problem. Like it, if anybody has a problem at the races, like I'm literally, I will get out of my car if I need to help change a tire, help weld something, whatever it is. I'm that type of guy. Like, if, like nobody, even if you're, if I'm competing against you or not, I'm going to like be the guy I'll, I'll weld your car up. I'll, I'll do whatever it is that needs to be done. So that way you can have a good time too, you know, and, and a lot of guys take it too seriously. And that's why I like Vora. Vora is amazing. in that aspect is not only is BJ and Laura, like amazing people. Like, even if you talk to them, they, they're like super personable, like, Hey Dave, what's up? You know what I mean? They're like, you know, all this stuff and they know who you are and, 
you know, they're there to have a good time and make sure you have a good time. And that's what I like versus, you know, some of these bigger races like best in the desert, DP4, you know, score, all that stuff. Although they're amazing races and amazing exposure, um, you're not going to get that same family vibe like you do in, in Bora. You know what I mean? No, not at all. I completely agree with you there. Cause I've, I've, you know, I've raced best in the desert. I've raced ultra four and just to have, you know, with BJ and Laura and just like you and Taryn, you know, BJ and Laura, she's, she owns, she's the owner and CEO of Bora and BJ's right. the, race, the race director and their husband and wife. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's back to that as is we were talking about there, that family aspect around racing and why, you know, I mentioned that guy cranking his music, just having a good time because right. that's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Oh, totally, man. And, and I, I was so psyched even just to hear it. Like as soon as I heard him come into the pits, I was like, he, he would be that type of guy that comes in there cranked, you know, it was his first race. He's just like, hey, I'm just having a good time. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's how we treat it, it kind of, but yet I still wanted to race. And, and that's the, the bad part about racing and, and bad part maybe about me is um, no matter what, even though we're having to have a good time, we're still competitive. All of us are competitive. Oh, you're on absolutely. a race course, you're like, oh, I'm going to pass this guy. I'm going to nerf him. I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, it needs to happen, happens. But, you know, in the end of the day, like I'll literally throw my helmet off and you know whether crack a beer crack a water whatever it is depending on what what time of the year it is and because i mean what was it uh yarrington one or even fallon you know those races were so hot all i wanted was hydration and water yeah <laughs> like, i didn't i didn't want a beer i didn't want anything dude i was just like oh my god but i will i will say know. i will say yarrington too i'm glad we started in the morning because it got oh. so it got so hot Oh man, as much as I loved, yes, I loved it. But I didn't love is I didn't love the zero wind. We had no wind. That and was, that was yeah. brutal. Well, that not only that, and, and it was a valley. It was a valley. It was that little area right there, like the start was just like silty dust, just like hung there. And it didn't move. Like I, I would sit there and I was in the line waiting. And it was the first, the very first turn was a left-hander. You can watch them go across the valley. As, as we're starting and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, that dust is just not moving. It's just sitting there. Normally we, it would kind of like either go to the left or the right or whatever it is. It just sat there and Oh man, we had to go directly into the sun in the morning at seven in the morning. I that, like, that, oh. that was the worst part was you, t- you took off and the dust hanging there, but not only is dust hard enough to see for people who's never been in the mm-hmm. car, but you have that dust and then you're going into the sun. So it, right duplicates right the difficulty for everyone involved and but yearington was a great race um you know fallon fallon you know fallon was a good course we had a lot of mechanical issues in fallon so did you yeah we had it well so like our car this year was brand new and it wasn't we the turbo s isn't it yeah but it, it's like okay. uh it's like from the ground up rebuild and there were, we had some suspension issues and then we went to Vegas Torino and had electrical failures that took us out at race mile 25. So, you know, new car things, you deal That's with real, it. Man. Hey, hey uh, uh, speaking of the last year engine race, just be glad. I, so I got something to say is I have a problem with blowing tires. It's a, it's inevitable you will see me on the side of the road with a blown tire every race. And unfortunately, it, a lot of it was sidewall stuff just because I'm, I'm railing around turns or whatever it is. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the stuff we go is in, in washes. You know what I mean? Like a lot of those little canyon areas are washes. And yeah. there's just open, sharp-edged rocks all in Nevada, those sharp rocks. Yeah. And I slice, I slice a tire every single race. And so we actually got a – we got a deal with Tenzer. So now we have a Tenzer method deal and we got the Tenzers. And I, at first I got them and I was, I was super pumped on, I was like, Oh yeah, we got new tires. This is going to happen. Boom. Like we're got cruising since that dust was hanging so low. I mean that the sun was right in our eyes. The sun, the, the it was just brutal. I ended up blowing a tire at race mile three. Oh, race, race mile, like, or like three, three on lap one. Maybe. 
I, I, so I couldn't see anything, obviously, because it was just dusty. And I was like, kind of going. I finally get like a little open area, and then like the sun was rising, and there was like a rock that was just like a, a shelf, like that was hiding behind a, like a sage bush or whatever it is. And it just like I came through, and there was like a rock on the left, rock on the right. So I had kind of had to like dodge. And I went boom, and I hit, I hit it with my right front, and I was just like, that was way too hard. We hit way too hard. I'm waiting for it to dive, and just after that, maybe like. 100 yards was a left-hand turn and i just felt that car just dig oh, yeah. on that right front and i was like oh so i like immediately pulled over and i was just so flustered like i already couldn't see and i was mad about that and then we hit a rock and and, and just ruin not only was i pissed about actually blowing a brand new tire that had maybe five miles on it and those tires were like 400 bucks a piece right like oh, retail. Yeah. and so like I blew a tire in like race mile, like I said, race mile, let's say less than 10 miles of having on that car. And I was just like, you freaking kidding me. You know, I was frustrated, frustrated about that. I'm so glad we actually took a, a spare tire and gave it to our guy to run to, I think it was pit B, B or C, one of the two. And I'm so glad we did that because we, he was able to, he literally swapped us out, threw it on the car able to change those tires out and for the rest of the race no no flats i mean because i could actually see at this point because sun was now above us and you know there was no more dust as far as like hanging and causing an issue for us but those tensor tires were amazing and uh we were really stoked because that was our first race with those things and i was just really bummed the fact that i had to blow one right uh, in the first like five miles or whatever it is i was like oh my god man but uh i will was, say i will say we got really lucky this year we had, we run uh, BFGs. We had one tire failure at Fallon because Fallon was on that backside where it's super sharp, everything. We had one oh, tire. Yeah. yeah. We had one tire failure back there and we didn't cut any other tires the rest of the year. We didn't cut a tire. Oh, in nice. We didn't cut a tire in Yearington. We didn't cut any tires in our brief appearance in Vegas Torino. And like that first 25 miles of Vegas Torino was nasty. So we got, it? yeah, that was my, my buddy and, and he, he, he was telling me because he raced it. He raises pro stock and they are yeah, one of the two or whatever it is. And they, um, he was telling me how brutal it was. You know what I mean? It was a pretty bad course, but, um, I, we, so we were running BFGs before and I blew a tire in Yearington, blew a tire in Fallon. And, and so I ended up blowing a tire in Fallon. Uh, I blew a tire Oh man, uh, in the canyon area, like you know, like we were going through like canyon, like basically, like you go through like all like the lake bed and stuff like that, and you go up to this little canyon area, and it was like an uphill canyon for quite a, quite a ways before you get to BFG, like the pro pit. Yep. I don't know if you know what that is, but so just before you get there, we blew a tire in that canyon, changed that tire, and this was our last lap, which was that was probably the biggest downfall or biggest. Biggest sad part of our season is we blow a tire last lap. We we're just feeling it. We we're having a good time. We we're joking with each other and just like, you know, like, oh, we're, just, we're having fun. We're just hauling ass. Like, I literally was on the floor, like, what did it, like, just going and having a good time. We fight, we, we blow a tire. So we were bummed about that. We were still sitting in first place. And so we knew physically we were in first and on time wise, we were in first because our pit was telling us to keep in track. But so we were in first and then. We go through pit four and did you run that, that, that race? You did, right? Yeah. Okay. So you know how, like if you made a hard, I guess you were coming down, like where that Sandy section was, you made a hard, right. And then you went through those big, huge, like washy, like rough, just like, yeah, those yes. deep ass rollers. Yeah. So we, we end up going through there somewhat kind of fast, I guess. I don't even know. And just, just on the outside of that, we ended up blowing an upper ball joint, blew an upper ball joint. And so after that, that rough section, it goes into a canyon. It's single, single yeah, track canyon, tight. super tight. I'm sitting there. We blew our ball joint and I just felt the car like slammed onto the ground. And I just knew it. And I was like, told, told, I told Taryn, I was like, honey, I was like, I was like, we're, our, our, our car is messed up. Our car is messed up, but I'm not going to sit there and block the court, block the course and, and be that trail tampon. You know what I mean? Like, and be that person to block the course. So we ended up probably a good three quarters of a mile, a mile with our front end on the ground, dragging up that Ooh. Canyon area. 
all the way till we found a flat spot good enough to we could actually park our car. Nice. Yeah. So Fallon. And that was brutal. Yeah. That's in Fallon. That backside of Fallon's rough. Fallon was our turbo S the four seaters first race. And because of the suspension, that issues, was the debut. I remember that. Yeah. And because of the suspension issues we were having, we actually bent the front of the frame on the car Ooh. in that race. We ran. No way. Yeah. It was a four lap race. We quit after three we just decided we we pulled into pit and we were like it, it got so bad like when we started the third lap that we'd already been pounding the car against the ground so hard that we were literally you know at that point you got that many laps on the course so you get that nice gravel center where you're running we were just plowing the track for everybody we were like oh, oh my god it was bad so we finished that lap and we just we just nixed it we were like we're done like this is bad but so that section just after the, the water pipes, you know, and you kind of go, I don't know what it is, but like there was like a little, it was kind of rough and rocky, like kind of like, it was like, there was lots of like, I guess like hills and big whoops and things like that. It was really rough right there. We came through there just, just foot to the floor, hauling ass through there. Cause our car seriously can handle it. It really can. Like through that section, it was so smooth and, and, and nice. We have our suspension set up really stiff. As far as like, not really stiff, but like we do stiff now. To handle stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like we like during the poker run, I definitely go and I and I and I make adjustments as we go, and I'm like, okay, it needs to be stiffened up. It needs to be stiffened up here for this. Yeah, it's gonna suck for the smaller stuff, but guess what? That bigger stuff we can go way faster, and it helped us out in the race. But we went through there the last lap before before we blew our tire. We went through there, and I just there was like one is like labeled as a jump and it, it was like one of those ones as rock, but the uh, a big, like kind of roller, but it was like a roller to like whoop and rocks afterwards. And we skied it. We did. And we landed and landed pretty hard, but we must've hit a rock in the wrong part, man. And we took a rock right to our skid plate, just completely just destroyed the skid plate, destroyed, ended up putting a crack in our trans and leaking all kinds of oil. I had no idea at this point and we're this is this is before we actually ended up breaking our ball our, ball, our upper ball joint which i mean it was it was a bad race for us. <laughs> that's, but that's... the thing is is we actually ended up get, calling our pit getting parts that had a we had race ops actually our our putty our, our pit actually dropped off a ball joint and a couple tools for us to get and I ended up changing the upper ball joint on the course, finishing that race, ending up in third place. Yeah, that's see, that's it. And I've talked, I've talked about it on my show a ton. Is in desert racing, half of half of the battle is the battle of attrition, and just being there, being there to finish the race. Right. So, so we're gonna take a real quick break. When we come back, we are gonna talk about your race car and your build. So we'll be right back. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with the Trail Talk Show. Back with David Cassell with Stoke to Shred Racing. Great conversation so far, talking about Vore racing this year and his first season. But let's get into the good stuff. Let's talk about your race car. What are you racing? I'm, I'm racing a uh, 2020 Hoopty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the I mean, Baja it's Bug. <laughs> it's a 2020 Polaris uh, Pro XP. Um, it's got HDR long travel, Fox, all the whole nine. It's, it's got all the bells and whistles. And I've I've built this car completely from the ground up myself. I mean, not anybody has put their hands on this car besides myself. And and that's great. I mean, I built the cage. I built everything myself. And uh, you know, it's one of those things. And that I absolutely love this car. is amazing. That's what definitely helps me out with racing a lot. Is 
the fact that I built this car myself that I know how to put it together. I know how to, if something goes wrong, some kind of wire issue, whatever it is, other than factory Polaris stuff, you know, I, I did it all. And that's, that's what I have. So I'm pretty stoked on it. This car, absolutely. So we, we, we started out, um, we actually missed the first Hawthorne race because the car wasn't ready yet. So we didn't race the first Hawthorne race. We got the car done just afterwards. And um, we had our ACR long travel put on it. I just didn't have any testing on the car. And I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go race a race with no car just tested or not tested. It's just, it's dumb on my part and dumb on its safety for me, Taryn, anybody else in the race course. So um, it was one of those things where like, we had to make sure our car was dialed in. And absolutely this car is completely dialed now. Um, so it's a 2020 Polaris Pro XP. We've got uh, rugged radios behind us, HCR, um, kryptonite um, products. They're a huge, huge help with us and a good sponsor. Um, they do all of our steering stuff, all our ball joints, things like that. So it's, I mean, you, uh, if anybody is familiar or been on my page or anybody that, you know, they, you, you, this car is, is kind of been out there. Oh, come <laughs> there's, on. There's, there's talk. You can't say on my page and not plug your Instagram handle. Okay. Yeah. You can see me at that stoked dot two dot shred or stoked to shred. You can look it up. It'll be on there. Um, I mean, Tenzer posts about it. I mean, lots of companies post about it, which is cool. And I, and I appreciate all their help. Um, you know, method race wheels and, and Tenzer is one of our sponsors as well. So we're pretty stoked to have them on board. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just, uh, it's mainly a stock, Pro XP. I mean, as far as like engine stuff and all that, it's. Are you running any? Uh, are you running any tunes in the motor, or are you pure stock? No, that's. It's got a stock tune in it. It's got stock clutching. It's got stock. Uh, everything. Only thing I do have on it is, I have. Um, I guess it's like the J tube and like the charge tube. Aftermarket one, the silicone one from RPM Power Sports, yeah. which is another one of our, our sponsors, and uh, they're great help with us too. But I have I run their blow off valve, charge tube, J tube. I run um, also their intercooler, um, and that's okay. about it. So that's a huge thing. Other than that, it's completely stock. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, the only thing I do have on there, engine wise, other than that stuff, is a a, a clutch kit, and that's just. That's just standard with anybody. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Other than stock, so it's that's that's nothing. Other than that, I think. Are well, you running uh, stock air filtration? I am running SMB particle separator right now. That's... So I'm running SMB particle separator. Um, they've been a great help with us too. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I might actually switch that up. I've been talking with another company about using their stuff and I think I might go there only because so these UTBs are they don't have an alternator unless you actually buy an alternator kit from like ZRP or something like that what's going to cost you a couple thousand bucks it's, it's not cheap yeah, so, for sure. so we're running, if you're running the stock stator on the stock stator on this Pro XP it is uh, 900 watts which should be a sufficient amount of power I mean to power normal stuff and as far as the recreational stuff but when we're running a race car you're running comms you're running uh lights you're running uh air your uh, parker pumper stuff you're running uh, for us the particle separator and all these things just draws power you know what yeah, i mean and, it's it's just, and slowly starting to dwindle last last race we had uh voltage issues and just before the night before the race i looked at my car and didn't want to start and i was just like oh my god like this is terrible like we pulled, put on the charger the night before the race and kind of prayed and said, Hey, hopefully this works. You know what I mean? Cause we're running two Laurent systems on yes. our car too, which is another draw. It doesn't really draw that much power, but it draws enough. Yeah. But all yeah. those little, all those little things add up on a, on a system. And um, you know, we've, we've seen that with our car. I actually, um, you've probably seen it over the last few weeks. I completely rewired our car. Um basically from top to bottom, obviously, um, I kept, you know, stock Polaris stuff, factory harnesses. I left all that stuff alone, but I took all of our accessories, you know, GPS, particle separation, everything. And I rewired everything to one location. One, I, I use the, uh, pro eight switch panel from rear light bar. So everything, oh, nice. okay. 
everything goes to one place. Cause actually what took us out of Vegas Torino was more of a battery issue. The way the battery was mounted, um, it came loose, grounded itself to the car and the whole car Ooh. was a, a positive terminal, but that's a story for another day. But, um, but what it ended up doing was it basically fried everything and we didn't have the ability to manually turn off what we wanted to turn off just to get us back to pit to finish the day. So what we had, what I ended up doing is I rewired everything to go to one location, everything fused, everything relayed that needs to have a relay on it. And it's all on one switch panel that is right between the hands of the co-driver on the grab handle. So the co-driver can reach up and press the button and turn on and off whatever we want to turn on and off, especially for things like, you know, we all run pumper systems. And the last thing you want to say, you're going to lose in a race is a pumper system. <laughs> Dude. But yeah. It, I, that's one of those things, especially like the races in Nevada, I'm sure, you know, even in Bajo, things like that, like the silt is so bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's so bad. Some of the races were like our cars just getting filled with dust and not having a part, a, a pumper. I mean, it, it would just be brutal. <laughs> it yeah. would be, I couldn't do it. There's no way, especially because we race in like a hundred degree heat. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so freaking hot. And even it, it feels like even like the, the park probably isn't working. Cause it's just like hot air, just like circulating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to have, yeah. Well, I mean, all those electronics, these cars aren't made to hold that or to, to produce that much power you know, or have that many, like, you're going to have to run more than one battery. And that's what I figured out this year or this season. It's like, I've been running, I ran one battery and the stock battery just took a dump on me. And so I went to the full throttle battery and we're, that helped us out the last race for sure. It, it de definitely held the charge a little bit longer, but there's something that's draining my battery and I don't know what it is. Um, I have everything. I even have like a, a complete shut off. So like nothing gets shut off on it. The only thing that's that hardwired to my battery is my rugged radios, like the actual actual radio itself, which they require to be done. So as long as I have hardwired to the battery itself, but other than that, my battery dies. So I have to constantly keep it on a battery tender at all times, which I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if it's no, for bad sure. for it or good for it, but like, hey, is my car going to start today? Is it not? Like, what's going to happen? You know, and it's a pain in the butt. So like, I'm kind of like, we're going to Sand Mountain this weekend out in Nevada and uh, like, I'm like, okay, well, I, we have like lighted whips and stuff on it. And for the, you know, our recreational stuff and like, is it going to, is it going to hold up? Like we right. do a lot in riding and things like that. Okay. Well, am I going to be able to run lights to, at night? Or am I going to be coming back in the dark? Like, What's going on? So battery issues and voltage issues is a huge thing. Not even just for racing, but like anything yeah, in, you can in general. So what kind of lights are you running? Talk about the uh, light setup you have. You touched on running whips and stuff for recreational use. And yeah, is I mean, the whip stuff is, is your normal, I, I don't even know what, what kind of whips they are, but like uh, we run Baja designs. Um, all of our stuff is Baja design stuff. We run um, the, I don't even know what they're called. Like the, we run the Onyx six in the front bumper and it's amber color. I mean, I know you guys can't, you guys in the podcast world can't see me, but right now I'm on Zoom and the car is behind me. And we run the Onyx 6, which is an amber light bar right there. And then the, there's two clears on the, on the other side of the, the Onyx 6. And that seems to help great. And we also have some of the A pillar as well. Um, those are amber. We run a lot of amber just because you know how it is, man. You oh, yeah, for that, sure. You don't. I, I run a little bit of clear, but our headlights are clear. I think they're pretty bright. You know what I mean? Bright yeah. enough for me, you know, no, and the yeah, sticks, sure. we also have a one like above the, the Brower, like above the top, we have a little like roof light bar, but I don't ever run it. <laughs> it's just, yeah. There. Roof lights are almost too bright. I've learned over the years and yeah. And running just, they just, the output is too much, you know, 22,000 lumens at a above your head is just insane. <laughs> no i mean it, it works and, it, it, and it's amazing and it, if i need it i'll turn it on but if i don't need it I, I run i'll run bumper light bar all day and i'll go fast doing it you know but uh just one of those so we were out so i used to race like baja back in the day and you know i don't think we we had oh man this was uh back in the day what did we have 
like we had the old KC highlights, uh, like HIDs, um, before they came into a smaller package, you know, we ran like eight on the, on the front roof bar and we hardly turned them on unless we were like, unless we had clean air, we weren't, we weren't running it. You know what I mean? It's just, we ran bumper light bars and that's kind of what my mentality is now is like, it worked for us back then and we were in a truck and I'm going to keep doing that in the UTV, even though we're going a little bit faster in the UTV. Cause I don't know. It, it just seems, I think it just seems faster because we were hauling ass in, in a truck too, but you know, UTV is just, it's, it's a smaller package and maybe it just seems a lot faster than what it actually is. Uh, the we're doing, we're doing the, like 80, 90 miles an hour in a UTV. It, it feels fast, man. I don't know. Oh, okay. for sure. You know, but you know, like back in the day when they were, you know, when you UTV started racing Vegas Torino, they were racing John Deere Gators, and you think about that, and it really wasn't. That oh, it's the, the Yamaha Rhinos, dude. Those those yeah. are the thing back. Then. Yeah, yeah those, for sure. The Rhino was the shit until the the Ranger Razor made its debut. Because that, <laughs> that's how the my Rangers, dad has a Ranger Razor, which he calls the Red Rider, and he uses it around the property to to do his 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 yard duties and stuff like that. But now now he because he lives up in Idaho, so he uh, he uses us as snowplow now. Yeah, we're at in Idaho. <laughs> He's in McCall. Actually, they just moved. Like they were in McCall, Idaho, for a while. Now they're in uh, Cascade, Idaho, which is just below it. Yeah. McCall, I, Idaho is very uh is very like touristy type yeah. place and they, they didn't really care for it that much. Awesome. Idaho's a beautiful state, the Coeur d'Alene area, uh, the Coeur d'Alene area up it's, there. It's and, then, uh, and then uh my wife's parents actually live in uh Lewiston, Idaho. So nice. We get up we get yeah. up that way once in a while. Yeah, we uh we were, we're actually we had it in our plan to to move to Idaho and that was our our thing <laughs> so we were actually going to move to Idaho this year but like the beginning of the year and then I don't know just things just kind of fell through and it just ended up not working out but uh we'll be up there I think soon there you go well you can still desert race out of Idaho yeah well, yeah you too you can for sure we have our buddies one of our good friends uh Amin Patel he he, he freaking comes to war races and he lives in Oregon him and his wife come down his kid and they come from like, I think like Terrebonne, Oregon or something like that. And he comes down to all the war races, all the best in desert, or at least the Vegas Reno. And he races all that stuff. Yeah. He, he's super stoked on it. And I don't know, I just, to race or to go down, like, I don't even know how long the drive is, like 10, 12 hours. Seems like a lot to me, excuse me. But like, <laughs> I like, so for us, we live... Uh, north of Sac, but just below Tahoe area. And uh, for us, it's like a two or three hour drive, you know, for us to get to the, any of the desert races that the border puts on. And, you know, that's good for us. But this year, I think we're going to do is we're traveling, we're traveling down south with the big dogs. There I think we're, that's our plan. That's our plan to, to actually kind of do some more UTV stuff and, and get more exposure and, and uh, we're going to go down to do some DP4, maybe some Legacy. Um, best in Desert would be awesome, but, you know, you know how Best in Desert is. We don't, although we have people that support us and, and sponsor us slightly, we don't have, like, the full factory supporter, like, oh, anybody yeah. that's giving us money to race. So, like, for us, like, it's, it's pretty tough for us to do it because it comes out of our, our pocket, you know. So we're trying to, trying to schedule some stuff and, and – kind of squirrel fund away some things before this next season but we're definitely we're super stoked on it we met a lot of good people and a lot of a lot of people on social media that have actually talked us into into going down there so we're pretty pumped on it that's awesome so from schedules you've seen for 2022 so far which race are you most excited about oh man i mean so my plan was actually to race king of the hammers uh this year um, we were talking about it, and so we're like, let's just see King of the Hammers. It'll be bad. We were, we were there last year. My buddy built a 4,800 car. Um, it's a Toyota Sequoia. I have a page, I have a thing on my, my uh, YouTube channel that I started, and there's a video about it, and he built it from the ground up himself in his garage. And uh, he, he built it. We were there. He's one of my best friends, and um, we, we had a blast. We went there 
got the whole experience, went to like Chocolate Thunder at night. We went to Backdoor. We, we, we did the racing part of it and it was a lot of, a lot of fun. But um, if we had support this year, I think we probably would have raced King of Hammers just because it's, it's so much exposure, so much fun. And um, I think we could do pretty good. I mean, everybody thinks they could do pretty good, right? Until you actually get there and it's like, right. oh, shit. <laughs> but again, it, I'm it, terrible. Yeah, but again, it falls on that, you know, what, what we touched on is half a desert racing is a battle of attrition. It's just survival. But yeah. survival and king of the hammers in the same sentence is kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> right? Because that, that is... even told me, he was like, dude, you have no idea. And the 4,800, like, class, like there was like cars in the first five miles, 10 miles, even though even our, even in four races, there's cars everywhere. Like, you know, but like, he's like, there's a, a tool bag here, a spare tire here all throughout the desert race. You know what I mean? In the desert races for like you and I, you know what I mean? That's, that's where we excel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's our deal, but it's the rocks, the rocks is what gets everybody. Everybody can haul ass through desert. Everybody says they can haul ass through desert, but you know, it's all about keeping your car alive and strong enough to actually get to the brutal part, which is the rocks. And, and, and so to keep your car good enough to go through another, I don't even know, like hundred or two miles, whatever, hundred miles through the rock sections, you know what I mean? That are just crazy. That's what, that's what really says it, you know, says everybody. That's why, that's why, honestly, only people who actually go through it are like factory riders or factory actually support people that actually make it through King of the Hammers and actually were able to, to get in that top 10, top 15. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy because they're out there and they get paid to be out there and pre-run versus us small guys that like, you know, we just go out there to have a good time, drink beer and watch some people wreck their stuff. You know? For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. From schedules so far, I think I'm probably most excited for the Virginia city to Tonopah legacy oh, bora yes. you know so like on that for bora yes i am so pumped on that because that's the type of stuff that i like you know the point to point stuff which is what i grew up racing on and i'm pumped on that that's gonna be awesome that's that's actually paired together i think or partnered with uh, legacy right yeah that's a legacy so and legacy bora. and bora together that's amazing i'm so pumped on that race you know yeah. and on, only issue that i think i'm gonna have I right now don't have any pit support. I mean, I run with like one of my really good friends, Dave. He's my huge pit supporter. He's there all the time. He was, if honestly, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to even have done this season because he introduced me to some people, some family, and we just became a huge like race family, which is super cool. And in now, now we might have a little bit more help, but even then, like I have my buddy, uh, Dave, Roger, his wife, and that's pretty much it. Like, and not to mind, not even to mention that my buddy Roger, he's paralyzed, he's in a wheelchair, and he's does a freaking amazing job and helping our pit stuff. But like, you know, there there is some limitations with that. Um, you know, if it's a sandy pit or whatever it is, you know what I mean? But he, I mean, that guy, our first Yarrington race, he came out to the back of the car and I told him was, we were having radio issues, and I came up yelling, you know, spare tire, spare tire. He like got the spare tire unratcheted it and freaking yanked it i mean this guy you you go give him a, sh a handshake you're like holy dude, dude. he has this bear policy that will just like you know get you but he like took off the freaking a bfg 32 inch bfg with you know rim and tire just yanked it through like it was nothing and then put on a new tire you know what i mean but there's limitations with pit support so i'm definitely looking to see if i can get some more pit support for that race personally and then you know well, other than yeah, other than that race, I think I, I think we're gonna do the DP four. I think we might skip King of the Hammers since we're not actually gonna race it. And there's a DP uh, four race on February fifth, which is the very first race down there. Yeah. And I think you know that'll be really cool to do for us. I mean, just because it's a race down there, it's in Johnson Valley too, or I think Ridgecrest or something like that, which is right next. Yep. Year. Yep, for sure. Yeah, but uh, other do you, than that. Do you, I mean, yeah. Do you have any more race? Are you guys done this year or do you have any more races? Yeah, we're done this year. Uh, we just wanted to do Vora to get our, get our toes in the water and then kind of see where it goes and see if Taryn actually liked it. And Taryn, yeah. Taryn absolutely loves it. <laughs> so, and she's the one that's begging me like, Hey, what, 
why aren't we doing racing? Where's the races at? You know, like, you know, what's going on with it? And, and I just told her, I was like, Hey, you know what? Let's just hang out. I'm actually going to completely tear, tear down our car. Um, Sweet. I'm yeah, tearing we'll- down the car completely and redoing it. Uh, even though it's, it looks like a complete race car right now, but I just, I think if we're going to be, cause we're running pro class next year. And I just think with pro class being a little bit more aggressive, a little bit higher speeds than we were running in sportsman. Um, I want to make it more safer. Uh, you know what I mean? It's more safe for both Tarot and I, um, not to say that the car is not safe now, but I just want, I, I'm going to put completely like, uh, do like a door bar and all that stuff. So we're going to actually climb in the car completely. Just, I'm going to make it solid, not a cage. So there's not a two piece cage or anything like that. And just make it right. You know what I mean? And then rear mount the radiator, because we had cooling cooling issues and in, in Fallon because that race was like 108 degrees. It was so hot. Yeah, so for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a radiator, fans, and all that stuff. And so we're not running into any problems. And yeah, I'm gonna do it right. So I think this winter I'm gonna take advantage of that after we're done playing for a little bit. Yeah, and you uh, said you're going to Sand Mountain this weekend. That's yeah, dude. All, I'm so, a good I haven't time. been there in a year. We haven't been there since our car was stock, which I don't know, it is stock as far as engine wise, but. I mean, we don't know how to long travel or anything like that. We're just out there to have a good time. No, for sure. So we're pretty stoked on it, which we don't really play as much as we used to. Just life kind of gets in the way, man. We don't really have the time uh, to, to do any more playing anymore, as much as we'd like to do. So we're going to take advantage of this time and, and make it happen. Oh, you have to. You have to. You got to play with the race car once in a while, too, other than just putting it to work. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, is Taryn's mentality is, uh, well, I don't want to break our race car. I don't want to use the race car because it's a race car and that's his job. And I, I can't get mad at her for it. You know what I mean? Because she's totally right. Uh, we shouldn't do it because we, we don't want to go out and have fun. And then like, I don't know, something, some, we come and hit a random rock or something, you know, something that's going to wreck our arm or whatever it is that's going to keep us from racing. And, and damage the car and you know that could happen racing or it could happen out playing but i don't think it's gonna happen but i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to get into a, a four-seater uh just a kind of a play car to hang, hang out with and then do some pre-running in and you know uh, playing in because we we kind of do miss it and we don't want to just keep our race car just to race because I mean, we didn't pay all this damn money for this thing just to sit in our, our <laughs> shop and look pretty. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And it does look good. As he mentioned, obviously, he and I are on Zoom and I don't I quit doing the video podcast thing fairly early on. But again, give David a follow on Instagram. Stoked dot number two dot shred. Where else can people find you in the world of social media since it's ridiculous now? Yeah, seriously. I mean, mainly I do YouTube stuff. And a lot of the time it's, it's basically building this race car. And what I did with that YouTube channel was basically saying that like anybody can build a race car and this is how I did it. Check it out. You know what I mean? Like I did go through like different things like that. And you can find me at stoked to shred, same thing, but just no spaces you type in stoked to shred and you'll find it. Um, it, it basically shows, and I do product reviews. Um, I do, um, product install stuff on this thing a lot of pro xp stuff because that's obviously what we deal with so i get a lot of attention and a lot of parts and stuff like that for pro xp things and um that's kind of what what started this whole thing that's what stoked to shred was um before i was uh before i was racing mountain bikes and stuff like that but so it went from mountain bikes to uh to racing utvs and uh so that stoked is that is quite a jump no, well, I've, 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 so I've, I'm a guy that, I mean, I've, I've raced moto uh, since I was a kid and uh, until I was about like, in, I guess, early 20s. And then I got hurt really bad and, and stopped racing moto then went to racing Baja and, and did that whole thing because moto was bad and that hurt me <laughs> then i moved, moved to northern california and then just rediscovered dirt bikes again and was like oh this is awesome then got hurt again <laughs> and i couldn't walk i was i was out of work for a year because i couldn't walk for a year and it was fucking brutal and uh, sorry i didn't mean to cuss but um, oh you're good it was brutal uh, it, it was brutal and so then 
I kind of took a break and actually did competitive wake surfing. So <laughs> I went down the wake surfing issue or thing and, and, you know, I did competitive wake surfing, traveled around competing in, in wake surfing contests and stuff like that. And then I got into racing mountain bikes, got into racing mountain bikes. Now I'm racing UTVs. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, it, I am, I'm one of those guys that like, I have done pretty much everything. And there is, I mean, I got really big into fishing too. So I have a badass fishing boat or Terry and I have a badass fishing boat, I should say. Um, and I have, have a YouTube channel about that too. Like I, it's just, you know, I'm the type of guy that likes to dip my toes in just about anything. And I'm not scared to do it because, you know, I, I'm just trying to find what makes me happy. And so far racing UTVs and building UTVs is, is definitely making me happy. So like, like Jordan said, you can find me at uh, stoke.2.shred on Instagram stoke to shred on facebook and stoke to shred on youtube and then we're on there give us give me a follow subscribe to my channel and uh if you guys ever have any questions i mean i'm always a guy like some people are like oh you know I, I can't approach you or i can't talk to you i talk to guys all day long about their pro xps and and i'm always the type of guy that's gonna help you out like i like no matter what like whether it's a dumb question or it could be like a serious question I, I don't, I don't care. I like, I love talking shop. You know what I mean? I love talking to people and, and any experience that I have that's going to help you out or benefit you all for it. You know, that's rad. And, and you mentioned that and, and, you know, David, this is the first time on the podcast, but that's how David and I started talking. I randomly started following and you on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah. Well, that was back before you got in trouble for having Nevada Traveler, right? <laughs> right. I that was when I was the Nevada Traveler, and then some nonprofit threw a fit about that. But <laughs> if you go back about twenty episodes of this show, there's a that whole episode is me bitching about that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone that far back, but like that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You know? So you're a Polaris guy, you're a Polaris Razor guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my listeners know I work for a Polaris dealership. So I've kind of known what's been coming and known everybody's heard the rumors and everybody knows what they've predicted. I gotta ask, since you're a Pro XP guy, what is your thought on the Razor Pro R, a four-cylinder 74-inch wide Razor? Man, uh, my thoughts, and I've been waiting for this for a while because I even I almost didn't even want to buy my Pro XP because I knew this Pro R was coming out. But everybody was like, it's not coming out. It's not coming out. Or I talked to this person. They said it's not going to be for another five years or, or two years. Nobody really actually knew what it was doing when it was coming out. And then this year, you know, just a few a month ago, when some, the Polaris announced, like, hey, Oh, November 9th, this is happening. And I was just like, oh, I am so pumped. I am so excited for this. You know, I've read all the side-by-side -side guys. Like I listened to their podcast too. And I've seen all the articles that are written about it. And I have to say that, you know, Polaris did not disappoint with what they dropped. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's a it beast. is, it is, a, you know, it is a beast of a car. I mean, I mean, uh, stock 225 horsepower, uh, stock, you know, out the out of the gate, out of the box, like 90 miles an hour or whatever it is. That's but that's not tuned. That's not that's with the governor on it. The you know, governor, the go the governor on it. I did confirm the governor is 96. Yeah. See, there you go. I mean, that's just insane. It's a lot of car for dumb people. I hate to say that, but it's it's a lot of people are going to get in trouble on in this car, and you know. I hate to say it, man, but a lot of the people out there aren't smart enough to drive these cars. I mean, they, they go out there. I mean, I, I can probably list like on my one hand that like everybody who goes on their first ride of the pro XPs or even on a car itself, a UTV, they roll their cars every yeah. single time. You know yeah. what I mean? And working in a Polaris dealer, I can tell you it's sadly probably a higher number than you would expect people that go out think they're whoever they think they're bryce menzies and, <laughs> and, and bryce yard, is savage man i love that guy. Uh, but they go out and they yard sale their brand new razor on their first or second trip out because they're trying to hit the whoops like you and i do in the race cars 
<laughs> exactly. And you just see them bucking around like crazy and then not losing it and then growing. I mean, it sucks, man. It really does. And, and I wish they had like some kind of like, hey, you're not allowed to buy a UTV until you take a course. You know what I mean? How yeah. to not be an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, and it sucks that people go out there and it makes a bad name for you and I or anybody else who has the UTV because they're like, oh, here goes another freaking idiot that's like going to go out there and just because these guys go out there and just like, these cars are fast and it has a lot of power and you, you step on the throttle and it just goes and guys go like, you know, just, it's just, it's insane. You know what I mean? And I don't, I, I, I mean, I'm actually, so we're, like I said previously is we're going to sand mountain this weekend for us, for uh, growing up in Southern California, our big weekends, um, we would come back from the bottom 1000 and we as racing would go and we'd spend the rest of our time in Glamis. So we come from Baja and basically make a pit stop in Glamis and we party it up in Glamis for Thanksgiving weekend. So, cause it, it basically ends, you know, around that same week. So we, after Baja, we come hang out in Glamis sand dunes. And from what I've seen, cause I've been in Northern California now for like 12 or 13 years. And from what I've seen is Glamis has grown up exponentially it's it's huge now and there's just razors and side-by-sides everywhere people are getting hurt there's medevacs out there all the time like people are drunk people are idiots and it, it just i don't know i just don't like it man so we're going out to sand mountain this weekend which is the weekend before thanksgiving and i'm kind of scared you know i don't I, i've only been to sand mountain one time and that was in the middle of january when nobody was there there was literally like five campers in that whole parking lot which is unheard of you know what i mean so this week was probably this weekend's probably gonna be pretty busy um i'm kind of curious to see how everything goes but i hope everybody just stays safe and doesn't doesn't be doesn't be (laughs) that is like for my listeners that are listening you're probably saying to yourself change the freaking record because i have more episodes of this show than not where i'm basically calling out the effing idiots <laughs> yeah. and, and you just did it again that's amazing yeah man so, I, i'm all about like if you're in the dunes and you want to jump something have a spotter you know what i mean or like if, even if you're on a trail like just be aware of your surroundings and it's really hard for people to understand that or grasp onto that like you're not the only one on the trail this is not a closed course we're not racing right like how we are in a vora series where it's a closed course. We can do hundred miles an hour and nobody's going to come on the left or right of us or, you know, yeah. whatever it is, we're not going to be like somebody on the trail that shouldn't be on there because people are patrolling that stuff. But like in the dunes on a trail in the middle of Nevada or whatever it is, you know, people come out from everywhere and it's un- unfortunate. Like sometimes we run whips, sometimes we don't, but uh, we try to make our, our, our ourselves known, I guess you could say, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. All right. David with Stoke to Shred. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel like you and I are going to have to do a part two sooner than later. Dude, let's do it. I am all for it. I appreciate the opportunity for you having me, having me on this, on this show. And uh, I think we have plenty more to talk about. I think we can, we can go back and forth for quite a while. Absolutely. But uh, for, the, for the listeners right now, they're probably like, oh my God, I'm tired of listening to this dude <laughs> talk right now. So again, give David a follow stoked.toshred on instagram stoked to shred on youtube before i let you go you had mentioned some sponsors some partners throughout the show any of those guys you want to shout out absolutely i want to thank uh hcr method race wheels tensor liquid molly power sports i mean everybody rugged radios they really helped me out you can you can go to my instagram and all my stuff and i have a lot of uh, discount codes for all these companies which will help you out save some money but uh, these companies are great kryptonite products which is actually here in diamond springs which is next to next door to me so which is pretty awesome all these companies helped me out a lot and we really couldn't have done it without these guys so taryn and i really appreciate all the support from all these guys and we may be little but next year we're going to come out swinging and you're going to definitely see us on top of the box a lot for sure heck yeah Stoked for it. Super excited. Excited to see what you've got coming. Excited to to race alongside you guys next year. With that, I think that's going to wrap up today's show. 
Again, if you missed any part of today's episode or any previous episodes, you can listen back anytime. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether you have an iPhone, Android, Google Home device, whatever it is, you can find it there. Just ask for the Trail Talk Show. With that, I will bid you a farewell. We will see you in a couple weeks for episode 41 for the Trail Talk Show. I'm Jordan. So long, everybody. <laughs>